18 minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We are under the microscope, and this evening uh, I catch up with uh, the former Gauteng Health MEC, uh, Dr. Bandile Masuku, who certainly come under a considerable amount of fire. Uh, of late, and uh, he is appealing a finding by the African National Congress's Provincial Disciplinary Committee that he brought the party into disrepute over his role in the uh, procurement of personal protective equipment. And uh, recently, uh, Dr. Masuko was also involved in a court bid to set aside a report by the Special Investigating Unit, which found that uh, I guess he hadn't uh, exercised his executive authority in a way that uh, effectively, effectively would have prevented the debacle that unfolded uh, in the Gauteng Department of Health as it relates to uh, PPE procurement. He's my next guest and he joins me now on the line. Dr. Masuku, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, uh, and good evening to your listeners and thanks for having us on your show. Yeah, thank you very much for coming through. Dr. Masuku, let's maybe start off here. Um, I mean, I think in in the public perception at the moment, there's a lot of confusion. Um, So in a sense, I was saying earlier on when we started the conversation, uh, or, or when you started the show, that in many ways you've been positioned as the poster boy of PPE corruption. Um, uh, and yet, uh, I guess the, the big issue here, which also came out in, in, in the court proceedings last week, is that there was clearly no act of commission on your part to facilitate, uh, I guess, the involvement uh, of certain people close to you in uh, this tender process. But the real issue, uh, it seems, is around your exercise of oversight, but also uh, your exercise of uh, the executive authority vested in your role in dealing with some of these challenges once it came to your attention. Yes, indeed, we we welcome actually the, we we did welcome the you know the outcomes of the of the high court in terms of the judgment because in a, in a greater sense it did indicate a, a whole lot of things that we have been saying. The main reason that we took uh, the SIU report uh, for review mm. uh, to set aside the, actually the findings, and the court actually found that these are findings. Actually, yes, the court says that they are just opinions of the SIU, mm. and and nobody should have actually taken them or acted upon them. You know, and mm. uh, that is one of the victories that we we actually you know are celebrating mm. from ha- the court judgment. Has the ANC doc uh, acted on the same opinions of the SIU? Or the ANC's disciplinary committee. Because the, the, the ANC said with a whole lot of uh, evidence that we led as the, as, the, as, the, as the accused, and they simply didn't uh, actually take them into account, you know, because we did bring a witness who is an expert on governance mm. and explained the issues uh, relating to executive authority versus the accounting officers mm. and that uh, complex interface that happens between the mm. two. Let me explain what I mean when, when I pose that question. Because the Provincial Disciplinary Committee of the ANC in Gauteng is charging you with bringing the organization into disrepute. And I would assume that that is in relation to, I guess, you know, the role that the organization's name had in the debacle that followed, you know, your suspension and all manner of other things, primarily based on the outcomes, findings, or, or I guess, conclusions arrived at in the SIU report, which you suggest the court has found... Um, is speculation and maybe opinion on the part of the SIU. So, so am I making that connection? Um, I guess you know, uh, in a reasonable fashion, or are you suggesting to me that there might have been other reasons for the uh, provincial disciplinary committee to suggest that you know you have brought the organisation into disrepute? Yeah, maybe not to also prejudice the the actual appeals process. But mm. the, the the ANC uh, case was based on the two articles 
that were frontline uh, front mm. headlines in the Sunday Independent last year, uh, late in July. Okay. You know, and those are the two uh, aspects of of what the ANC mm. led as evidence. That so. those are the ones that, uh, in actual fact, found me that I didn't um, actually I actually caused uh, the ANC mm. uh, image in the public eye. Okay, Let, let's put that aside for a second. We'll come back, I guess, to 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 the um, sort of machinations around that issue inside of the African National Congress. Uh, but I want us to, to to come back to this issue now of the SIU investigation. Uh, what is of interest to me is not that I guess you know this is an issue surrounding uh, you as a person, and of course uh, happening at a time when you know people have effectively fleeced the state at a time when many people are dying. It's primarily, I guess, what it reveals around the exercise of executive authority, where that starts and ends, and I guess the exercise of power on the part of accounting authorities um, in in the exercise of their roles and responsibilities, uh, and effectively what is being suggested as the counterfactual here. So in a a sense, what the court is suggesting you ought to have done, because um, I guess you've argued on your end that there is some action that you took when you found a certain level of impropriety and there were investigations that were referred, you know, to the internal audit function within the Gauteng provincial government. But I guess the issue now is in relation to what the SIU and even uh, the courts, um, you know, feel you ought to have done. What are they suggesting that, that you ought to have done here? The judge talks about the direct action, you know, and I think um, direct action, uh, it's not defined by the court. Mm. Uh, and it's one of our major disappointments about the judgment because they, uh, the, the, the court just suspects the whole issue of actually explaining what exactly is the extent of oversight that they are talking about. Because the, the processes that we instituted were, in essence, what every other uh, investigation starts off like that. You know, the SIU presence in Gauteng uh, started off right early in June, before even the proclamation was made by the president. And their presence was only purely because after the irregularities were actually uh, uh, raised, we did form a, an intervention team. The accounting officer formed an intervention team, which was not sufficient. We then uh, called on the audit firm and uh, the audit services to come in, and they said, no, let's get a forensic investigation. So all these are processes that I was party to the discussion advising the accounting officer to be able to, uh, to to get to the bottom of the irregularities. So what they say about oversight, you know, I think it's something that uh, maybe the court should continue to ex- actually to, to explore, or maybe parliament must also enter into the fray, because we are going to have a very difficult situation mm-hmm. where people are going to use this judgment to say this is a direct action, and if sure. I, as an executive authority, I don't take the direct action, I might face the consequences almost similar to what Masugu has faced. Mm. What's the story you go to our pendula, my emails? The issue of the email is a, it's a very interesting uh, uh, issue because at the time, you know, it was just two weeks, three weeks into the pandemic after the state of uh, disaster was uh, actually declared. And we were running around doing a whole lot of things, visiting facilities, receiving donations, uh, and, and, and a whole lot of activities. And my office did get the email and they did indicate to me that uh, it was forwarded to the destination that it was supposed to go and at some point it meant for me that I think all of us do that you know if you see an email come in your inbox Mm. with a subject matter that you have uh, actually resolved yesterday 
you don't really uh, you know get to a point where you have to open and read it again because you you concentrate on what is agent at that time okay dr masuka i want you to hold the line for me for a second while we take a quick spot break when we come back uh, we'll continue i guess to try and unpack and uh, i'd also love to hear some of your thoughts uh, on this debacle i mean uh, certainly you you've become i guess uh, you know the uh, at the eye of the storm uh, in a matter that uh, not only is about dealing, I guess, with um, you know corruption as it's presented, but also unpacking uh, critical issues in our governance framework uh, that require some interrogation. And we'll come back to those themes after this. Seven minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. I'm in conversation under the microscope with Dr. Bandila Masugu, who's the former uh, health MEC in the province of Gauteng and uh, found himself at, in uh, the eye of the storm, embroiled in a uh, procurement of PPE scandal. And uh, it certainly had uh, major implications for his job in the public service and also, uh, I guess, his roles within the African National Congress. And uh, Dr. Masuku, I, I want us maybe to, to just go slightly a bit further on this issue of, uh, you know, the expectation, because, of course, there would be legislation that governs, you know, what an accounting authority in relation to an, the executive authority and yourself as a political principal are responsible for, where you can intervene in the day-to-day and operational decisions that are made. Uh, and I want to emphasize the story around decisions because, you know, the evaluation of tender bids is precisely that. You are deciding on which service providers would be best suited to deliver a certain service. Um, and there's uh, certainly in my understanding, um, certainly no role for a political principle in that process. What, what is being alleged here uh, uh, on your end, Dr. Masuku, um, w- when we look at this particular issue? What is being alleged by not only just those in the disciplinary committee of the ANC, but also in the SIU about your involvement in that procurement process? You know, the SIU, the, the initial report that they, 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 they brought out, you know, was saying that I didn't uh, act on the, on the uh, red flags that were raised mm. on the regularities. That was their bold a, a finding that uh, they made. And I think what the court has said has actually found that there was an intervention that was put into place, which made the point where the forensic investigation actually started and mm. commenced in Gauteng. And I think the whole uh, debate and the, and the issue that was raised by the court was the time spent between the time the, the red flags were, were raised to a point where the, the, the Gauteng audit services actually came in. But what is clearly that they miss is that there were some interventions that were put into place mm. after that, you know, the 7th of April and the intervention. So I think clearly we don't expect the executive authority to take part and, 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 and put his hand into administration. The only thing that he can be able to do strategically, you know, is to drive and see if the performance of the budget is, is actually a efficient, mm. and, but also be able to advise the accounting officer if there's anything that needs uh, actually to be corrected sure, in, sure. in terms of processes. Well, irrespective, I guess, of, of the role of Bandile Masuku, the person, um, if, if we were to look at how PPE had been procured in the province of Gauteng during the challenge of COVID-19, in your assessment as a healthcare professional, as an activist, um, and somebody who's quite familiar with that space, would you admit you know, that uh, there are things that fundamentally went wrong. And if you do, um, I guess what lessons can we draw to remedy this 
uh, in instances where we might be faced by other calamities or uncertainty that might even, I guess, you know, um, be much larger in comparison to what we're facing now? Yeah, I think the important aspect is, is I think, based on three things. <clears throat> the issue of transparency mm. and fairness. You know, if there's not enough uh, process and the process is not transparent enough and people don't know how uh, the process uh, gets underway, you know, if, let's say, there's a call uh, for people to bring their uh, their their PPE up, up front to be assessed, mm. uh, that's where the problem will be. And also the issue of actually fairness. And I think, you know, the committee... Uh, that we formed as one of the interventions which we put in uh, the the you know the all the directors the chief directors of all the other departments to form what we call a beach education committee which will look at all these bits you know and i think one thing that we need to maintain is just to emphasize the point of fairness the point of transparency so that everybody must know what's going on and and that also will improve the efficiencies and what the cost would be in terms of competitiveness. Mm, mm. And I guess maybe, you know, just just as we get to the tail end of our discussion, and it's so unfortunate that we have so little time, I want us to get into, I guess, the the political dynamics inside of the ANC in the province. Um, You know, you've gone before uh, the uh, Provincial Disciplinary Committee. You're going to be appealing uh, whatever decision they might have arrived at uh, in relation to your political future in the ANC. Just your perspective on that, uh, because I, I guess allegations and assertions have been made by people who support you that this is a well-orchestrated political campaign to discredit Bandile Masuku and uh, I guess in some cases also discredit the ANC. Yeah, it seems to be like that, but I think the most important aspect is... It's a very diplomatic answer that you're giving me there, Dr. Masuku. Uh, I mean, yeah, because they, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not to prejudice uh, myself and also prejudice the process of appeal. Because mm. I don't want to even, uh, 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 what to call this, uh, point out to a point that there would be people who, or a group of people would want to be to see me out of the ANC. Sure. You know, I just want to say that these are just power dynamics that are happening, the politics mm. I play. And, uh, you know, I think the proof will be on what goes on up to the provincial or sure. national conference. Okay. I think we must speak to you after the DC has happened. Uh, because there's all manner of things that people are suggesting around you standing for provincial chair of the ANC and this, of course, playing itself out into those power contests that are unfolding. And uh, uh, I, I think it might be more helpful for us to speak to you about that after your disciplinary hearing. No, definitely. I would I would be able to be available uh, to have that discussion. And I think if called upon to, to lead by uh, by the branches themselves, you know, I won't be the one that is actually actually hesitant because mm. I have taken I have taken a decision that I would want to play a role in the renewal of the ANC and sure. also play the role in in transforming you know the South African society and putting into place a good governance and uh, the ANC government that will lead uh, in a proper way. Okay, Togotel. We'll speak to you uh, after that uh, uh, appeal there at the DC. But uh, Dr. Bandila Masugo, real pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much for your time.